What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Today on the show, an updated look at the Dolphins' salary cap health, a 53-man roster projection, and the Dolphins' trade of tight end Adam Shaheen to the Houston Texans. Why it was a great move for general manager Chris Greer. Let's get after it. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. And today on the show, we're first reacting to the Dolphins' trade of tight end Adam Shaheen to the Houston Texans, which came through last night. And that got me thinking, you know, why I think this is a good move for general manager Chris Greer. Uh, why this is something I would not be surprised to see the Dolphins continue to chip away at with some of the other players that probably are going to be uh, on the chopping block when it's all said and done. And part of the motivation for why I think it's a good move is the Dolphins continued uh, long-term salary cap health. And looking at that has motivated me to pull up SpotTrack.com and cut down to 53 players and look at where our current cap health is and uh, keep an eye towards that 2023 year, which is, of course, a, a big challenge season for the Dolphins as well. So let's start first and foremost. I'm Kyle Krabs. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day, your team every day. Uh, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at draftnetwork.com. Great. Let's start with the team building exercise of trading away Adam Shaheen. Adam Shaheen was tight end five on the Dolphins roster. Uh, just from observing through training camp, Mike Isecki, obviously with this financial situation, even though he's, he's changing the way he's playing the position, Hunter Long is a third-round pick who's on a third-round pick rookie contract, a much cheaper player. Uh, you also had Durham Smythe, who the team made the decision to re-sign again this offseason. And Seathan Carter, as a special teams player, made more plays throughout the last week of camp than what Adam Shaheen did. So Shaheen... Uh, Fifth tight end on the roster. You're probably going to carry four tops, including Carter as a special teams guy. And Miami, it was announced yesterday, traded a 2023 seventh round pick and Adam Shaheen to the Houston Texans for a 2023 sixth round pick. And let's be honest, the Texans are going to be very bad this year. So this is going to be a very high sixth round pick. This is a fringe fifth round selection versus where we hope Miami is competitive potentially sending a mid-seven for effectively a late five, early six. Getting something for a player that was never going to have a pathway to get onto your roster at any point in time is a good thing. That is a win for the Dolphins. And I have a short list, and it's easier to say the players that I've, I've chosen to cut as compared to the players that are going to make the 53-man roster because we're sitting at 89 right now. But there's also this component of, you know, return on investment for any NFL team that this time of year, especially, every single GM across the league knows if I wait four weeks, the free agent pool is going to double. So, 
that's the thing about Chris that has impressed me in the past year because it also happened with the Jakeem Grant trade. And best wishes to Jakeem Grant. It was reported yesterday towards Achilles uh, as a member of the Cleveland Browns. I will miss a season, which is obviously a bummer. Um, but when Miami traded Jakeem Grant, they were in a low leverage situation and still managed to get something tangible back for a player that was not a part of the long-term picture. And for Miami to get something back, a.k.a. almost two rounds, hopefully what will equate to almost two rounds worth of value for your fifth tight end, and in the process you save over $2 million in cap space. Um, when, If the Texans would have waited, the Texans could have claimed Adam Shaheen, and guess what? The Texans are going to be very high on the waiver wire at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of the, the regular season. So I'm impressed that Chris Greer managed to do this. And, and as you look at the Dolphins' continued uh, salary cap health, what is important to remember is the Dolphins are projected to be $24 million over the 2023 salary cap as things currently stand but you can roll cap over from year over year. And this is why it was important for if Miami is going to move on from Adam Shaheen and if Miami is going to move on from several other players that could give you some sizable savings, now is the time to make those commitments because it allows you to then carry over the maximum of their salaries as savings for this year's cap that can then in turn be rolled over into next year's cap. And that is the exercise that I have done today. I have chosen to cut the players. I have what our cap will be at the end of what my current projected 53-man roster is, understanding that there's probably going to be some surprises along the way. Uh, and then we'll, we'll get into uh, some player contract details that could be very helpful for Miami to not just get under the cap and get right within two or three easy steps, but also have maneuverability to make whatever moves that they are uh, incentivized to make. So here are the players that I, from the Dolphins offseason roster, I cut to get us to 53 players. Now, remember, you then have to add players back onto the practice squad. Those practice squad players, uh, they will cost you a little bit of coin throughout the course of the season. And, uh, on any given game week, two of those players from the practice squad can be elevated to the active roster for game day. Here are the names that I waived to get us down to 53 players. Keon Smith, Tino Ellis, Devontae Dedman, Cole Banwart, Tanner Connor, Blaze Andrews, Saquandre White, Jerome McKinley, Andre, DeAndre Johnson, Elijah Hamilton, Owen Carney, Ben Steele, Braylon Sanders, Jordan Williams, Kellen Deesh, Cater Kohu, Skylar Thompson, Jared Dokes, Cameron Good, D'Angelo Ross, John Lovett, it's scrolling away from me here, uh, Quincy Wilson, Porter Gustin, River Craycraft, Calvin Munson, Sterling Hoftringer, Benito Jones, Greg Little was included in this list, uh, Preston Williams, 
And I also had the team clearing Sheldrick Redwine, Solomon Kinley, Lynn Bowden, Miles Gaskin. That's your list. All of those players combined have saved the Dolphins nearly $30 million in savings. Now, that does not mean that's $30 million in extra cap space because the way the cap space is measured in your offseason rosters is the top 51 players. And everybody else after that is kind of told uh, equally. So the cap commitments cleared is $29.6 million. You don't get credit for $29.6 million added on to what your current cap is. Um, the discrepancy between our current cap forecast and the cap space that we have at the end of this cut down to 53 players is about $2.5 million. So that would put the Dolphins at $22.3 million in cap space for this upcoming season. Understand some of that is going to have to go to player incentive bonuses. Some of that is going to have to go to the practice squad. If the Dolphins make any additional personnel moves, that may cut into that as well. But as that currently stands, you could get this team ready to play right now, including the move of Adam Shaheen that saves you $2 million because I guarantee Adam Shaheen's contract versus a, a rookie or veteran's minimum salary is the difference about $1.5 million. And that's how you end up with, well, it currently says we're $20 million under the cap, but when you do this forecast, you get to 20, almost 22 and a half. That $22.5 million versus next year of negative $24.1 million, you're looking at less than $2 million to get underneath the salary cap. So the more of these kinds of moves that the Dolphins can make in the here and now, for players that do not have long-term focus to transition away, what can you get for them? Because that's the benefit is the long-term salary cap health, and we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. But after we talk about our friends over betonline.net, which is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. There were a couple of uh, Dolphins fans who kind of poo-pooed this Adam Shaheen trade, and I, I was very complimentary of the trade yesterday. And it all kind of comes back to what you're getting for players that are not going to be here. And you might hear, oh, a sixth-round pick, and turn your nose up uh, at that. But I would remind you, that the Baltimore Ravens traded a fifth round pick once upon a time to acquire Calais Campbell via trade. And if you're not familiar with what Calais Campbell has done uh, since he's come to the Baltimore Ravens, he's just continued to be one of the best all around defensive linemen in the game of football. Uh, Calais has played his last two years after stopping in Jacksonville. He was in Arizona for a real long time. 
played in Jacksonville, got traded for to Baltimore for a fifth round pick. And no, the sack production is not what it was in Jacksonville when he was second for the AP Defensive Player of the Year award and a first team All Pro player in 2017 when he had 14 and a half sacks and, and 30 quarterback hits and just played out of this world good. Um, Calais Campbell to this point in his career, he's entering into year. Not a math guy, 15, and he has 93 and a half career sacks. I don't know if he's going to get to 100 or not. But Calais Campbell is one of my favorite players in the NFL, and he was a really, really good player for a really long time. And because he just happened to be 34 years old, uh, and Jacksonville needed to dump his salary, they traded him to Baltimore for a five. And then you know what the, the Ravens did? They restructured his contract, and he took a pay cut. So like that's the kind of chapter of team building that the Dolphins, I think, need to start to be ready for uh, as they continue to, assuming this team takes the next step again this year and advances themselves and the win-loss total and their competitiveness in the postseason, all that kind of stuff. If all of those things materialize the way that we think that they should based on our own expectations for the team, Having an early six is is not nothing. Now, if you just sit pat and use all those draft picks to draft rookies, yeah, you're playing the lottery. You're you're playing scratch off tickets. But I know I've said this before the um, the number of ways in which you can invest draft selections besides just making picks in the draft is immeasurable. And the more ammunition you have on that side, the better. And of course, that's what really puts the sting in. Uh, the NFL's punishment that was handed down to the Dolphins last week related to the uh, the tampering cases that were levied against the Dolphins, uh, losing a first-round pick in 2023 and a third-round pick in 2024. But uh, unlike some of the Dolphins fans on my timeline this morning, like we talked about it. It sucks. You can't change it, right? Um, the Dolphins will thankfully still have a first round pick at their disposal to, to make some investment opportunities into. And when you continue to look at the salary cap, it'll be interesting to see, Hey, well, what kind of step does, does Tua Tungvaloa make this year? How comfortable are you continuing to remain committed to him? And if the answer is yes, then guess what? Like you're going to get a chance to either pick a luxury player in the first round, uh, or you might be well-served to kick the can down the road and, and re-extend the Laramie Tunsil trade package compensation and uh, move out of the first round entirely for, for cap health purposes because the Dolphins, it's really 2023 is tough because you got $31 million uh, rolled up in Tyreek Hill and you got $20 million rolled up in Toronto Armstead and $24 million rolled up in Xavier Howard. And you got Byron Jones at 18-8, Emmanuel Agba, 17-3, Jerome Baker, 11-9, and here's where it gets interesting. Christian Wilkins, 10-7. This is, of course, the fifth-year option for Wilkins in 2023. So if we take the 22-3 that we created with the 53-man roster cut down that I ran through before we talked about our friends over at Online, that was our 53-man roster space, not our top 51 roster space, which is what the number is that everybody's currently working with, but the actual 53 is $22.3 million. And you roll that over. And I know we won't be able to roll all of it over, but just assume for this thought exercise, you roll it all over, 
That means you're less than $2 million away from getting over the cap, getting under the cap. You can hit Christian Wilkins with a big-time contract extension and take the, the cap hit that he's owed from 10 and probably have it to a third. And if you don't believe me, Tron Armstead signed a five-year, $75 million contract plus performance bonuses. And his cap hit this year for the Dolphins is less than $4 million. So you can take Wilkins and say, hey, your fifth-year contract, and this is how fifth-year contracts work, your fifth-year contract is $10.7 million fully guaranteed. Right? That fully guaranteed money has to be a part of whatever new contract that you sign. So it's a part of your signing bonus. We'll add more onto your signing bonus. You're going to be a long-term fixture of the Dolphins. We're going to give you a low year one salary. We're going to give you the big-time signing bonus so you get a lot of cash up front. That will get prorated out over the next four to five years. And then your cap will accelerate. Your, your actual salary will accelerate when the Dolphins are in a better position to transition away from the Byron Jones contract, which, for example, he's on the books this year for 18-8, and he had a contract restructure. Um, they put a couple of restructure void years onto the back end of, of Byron's deal is, is what it looks like um, they chose to do. So Byron is still under contract through 2024. Uh, but he has about $5.3 million that are rolled into 2025 and 2026, which for my memory uh, is the first time we've seen the Dolphins kind of dip their toe into the void years pool. And I think it was a necessary evil for Byron with the si size of his contract um, to rework that a little bit. But Miami, this upcoming year, in, 20, in the 2023 offseason, could waive or trade Byron Jones after June 1st next year and save $14.1 million against the cap. Now, they'd have a $10 million cap hit in 2024 that you'd, you'd just have $10 million that was sunk money. And that's inevitably dead money is going to be a part of salary cap management, right? But if you extend Christian Wilkins and you just, you rolled over cap, you extended Christian Wilkins, and let's say you transitioned away from Byron Jones, who will be 31 next season after June 1st. You're saving 14, you're saving 20, you're rolling over, now you're $18 million under the cap. With those three steps, three easy steps, get yourself $20 million under the cap, right? So the whole salary cap is a myth thing. It's not an accurate assessment, but it is a science. There's very few things in football aside of you know, movement sciences and, and sports science to, to maintain your body and nutrition and all that kind of stuff and play design. And I guess from a football perspective, there's a lot of opinions on the outside that um, are not science, right? And there, there's layers upon layers upon layers. But the salary cap and managing the salary cap is a science. It is a tangible accounting science. And uh, Miami is, is positioning themselves very easily to bridge the gap between some of 
what the last chapter's big contracts were versus what the next chapter of the Dolphins' big contracts are and not get yourself log jammed up in the way that you did in the Jeff Ireland, Mike Tannenbaum years where you were just constantly up against the ceiling and you had to fight, scratch, and claw to clear space to make one big splash move. And that one big splash move oftentimes prevented you from retaining depth on your team. So you got more top heavy as a roster, but you were getting top heavy and you were getting older because you couldn't get out of the contracts that you uh, were committing to uh, because you you were finagling and backloading them so much just to get the one move in under the ceiling of what you were up against this entire time. So yeah, our, our, a lot of our talking points across the last three years, they're going to change. They're going to continue to evolve as the roster continues to evolve and mature. And hopefully we get to a point where the Dolphins have sustained success and they can be that team that kind of transitions in, transitions out. Some years with guaranteed money are tighter than others. This upcoming 2023 year just so happens to be one of those years. But as we just displayed, you know, the cap is also going to continue to grow. It's fairly elementary. And that all brings me back to the decision to move on from Adam Shaheen and save over $2 million and the importance that it has. It's continuing to feed the long-term health of the Dolphin salary cap for a player that was never going to make your team, that you happen to position yourself to potentially get in a position where that draft selection might be valuable for adding a mid-30s veteran who you could then restructure, give a pay cut to because you're not on the hook for the prorated signing bonus because somebody else paid him the signing bonus three years ago and you're just due for the salary and you can negotiate the salary down. And now all of a sudden you can get a mid-30s player who's in the late chapter of his career for a discount to help you continue to be a better team And it all feeds together. And that's why these kinds of moves for Chris Greer are so important. And that's why my question for Chris Greer is who's next? Is Solomon Kinley a movable asset for someone? Is Lynn Bowden Jr. a movable asset for someone? Is Miles Gaskin a movable asset for someone? Is Preston Williams a movable asset for someone? And if the answer is yes, do it again. And I love that the Dolphins are are striking first in this regard, in this player trade movement environment that uh, is just a time bomb waiting to explode. Don't, Don't get caught trying to strike next. Strike first. Uh, And I think that that makes all the more reason for the, the case why. I would favor a guy like Savan Ahmed over Miles Gaskin for RB4. Uh, Miles Gaskin uh, on the books this year for over $2.5 million. You could save 2.3 of that if you do transition away from him. Savan Ahmed is $895,000 this year in salary cap space. So it's like $1.5 million more that I think in this system, Ahmed's a better player, so he's a million and a half dollars cheaper and and it's less proven, so you might have a better chance to move Miles Gaskin in a contract year who probably will not be back with the team based on the moves the team made this offseason. 
that's another one that those margins, those one and a half million dollars here, $2 million there, those margins by the time you get down to 53 are going to be very helpful and essential to mitigate the kind of movement that you have to make on your roster next off season as well. It all fits together. It's a really fun dynamic of being a fan of an NFL team, but only if the people who are doing it know what they're doing. And I'll say this for Chris Greer. You know, there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of people with a lot of opinions about Chris Greer, but this dynamic of maintaining long-term health stability and also building talent on a roster, Chris Greer has done at a higher level than anybody we've had here in a really long time. Hope you guys enjoyed, enjoyed today's episode of Locked on Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. We've got two more shows this week. We, of course, have joint practices with the Bucks today. Uh, and tomorrow ahead of the preseason game. And then uh, we've got power to the pot this week as well. So plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.